Last year, about this time, uh, my son Dominic was um, somehow excited about starting a garden. And so he really wanted to have a garden. He really wanted to have his own garden. Um, and we have some raised beds in the back of the house. Those were not good enough for him. Um, he wanted, it had to be perfectly separated. And so we walked around and we have some big trees in our yard. And so there's not a lot of spots that have a lot of sunlight, um, which you, you need <laughs> for, the, for garden, for things to grow. Um, and so we had, we were like, but what about, you know, these raised beds, they're great, the soil is great. And it's like, no, I went this spot. And of course the spot, he was, there was plenty of sun, but it's the kind of Austin clay soil that if you've ever tried to dig anything in Austin, you realize that sometimes there's about 12 inches of dirt before you get to the clay, and sometimes it's just clay. You, you stick a shovel in it, it's, it's firm, it's, it's flat. That's, that's what's there. You gotta know the dirt you're dealing with if you're gonna be able to, to grow anything there. In a little bit, we're going to um, ask whoever would like to come forward and receive ashes. And there are two things that, that are often said in churches at this time. One is repent and believe in the gospel. The other is you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Remember, you have to know the soil you're using before you can grow anything. Some people may get offended by being told that they are dust. I mean... Hopefully most pastors don't say, you were dust, like a bad coach. Um, you can imagine like a really bad halftime speech from someone telling that's not, and see it, but it could be interpreted like, wait, I'm just, oh, you just, that's all you see me as is dust down here? What do you, who am I to you? And the point is not that I or, or Vicky is going to tell you, like, we judge you as dust today. It's a, it's a, it's a reminder of the reality of our existence. Now there's one way to take it, again, like in the halftime, the bad high school halftime speech, that you could take it as a bad thing. It's like, oh, but what about all the things I've done? You know, I, I did this, I did that, I've practiced this. And one way of, of making, using it as a reason to feel bad. But what the tradition of Ash Wednesday does is not to, to limit ourselves by being reminded that we are dust, but actually to offer us the freedom of grace. That when we are reminded that we are dust, we realize that everything we have ever received has been a gift. That all of our life is a gift. That the fact that one time God decided to pick up the clay and mold a human, and that we have been molded and created by God and breathed into and offered into this world and God has been with us and offering us this gift. But again, we have to know the soil if we're going to grow anything. God, God has to sometimes till our soil a little bit. The soil of our hearts, the soil of our souls. When, when Dominic was wanting to have his garden, we had to till that soil. I had to get the good garden fork in there and dig it around and move it around. And, you know, if you've ever moved again, Austin Clay around is not the easiest thing. And it takes a long time to break it down. And eventually we were able to get it, get it moving. Eventually we were able to get, get some compost in there, get it nice and aerated, make, make some pretty rows. But some of those worms and those grubs living on in the soil probably were a little startled by the fork 
digging into them. Things were changing. The soil was being turned over. Sometimes in our lives, when things need to change, it can be shocking. If we're going one way in our life, but we realize for some reason, for some miracle that we need to change directions, it can be shocking. We may want to defend ourselves. We may want to look back at God saying, reminding us that we are dust and say, no, I'm not dust. You don't know me, God. But we can't turn around unless we admit where we are and who we are and receive the freedom that God offers us. Lent is a season to slow down. Just like the whole, you know, there's a, there's a season to grow and a season to reap. Lent is in the springtime. It is a time to grow, to, to an opportunity to look at it, to look at our lives again, to examine ourselves, to look at what kind of dust we are. Where are we really? And Jesus, in this passage from Matthew 6, gives these three tools to help look at our soul. The tools of prayer and fasting and alms or, or giving. Prayer is a tool because we can really look at ourselves when we spend time not with what is immediately interesting to us. Taking an opportunity in Lent to, instead of like watching that show or checking that video, taking a time in prayer. And again, this is between you and God. That's the power of what Jesus is saying. Only you are aware of yourself taking that time. And you grow and you learn in that. That God offers you this, offers you this ability. Fasting, a fast can be, can be many things. It may be giving up something. It may be putting on something. It's a, a discipline that connects us with God. A discipline that reminds us that our belly does not control us. Our mind does not control us. The world does not control us. We are offered freedom. And so we don't need, we may not need ice cream for six weeks. It might be okay. You may not, you know, I, I told you one time, one time I ate meat for Lent. And that was a challenging discipline for me because it was so hard. And so finding what that is. And another one is, is, is alms and giving. Giving as a, as a spiritual discipline because what we give away no longer has control over us. What we let go of is no longer ours. Last year, I think I... I sold about a thousand books to um, to the bookstore, to half price books. That was it wasn't giving away, but it was still it was letting go. It was hard enough. It was hard enough, um, and it was a hard decision. Every single one, looking through, do I need this? Do I want this? Letting it go, but once they're gone, it's gone, and I, and I'm free of it. And again, like I don't have to worry about building that treasure on earth. Letting go of that to save room for treasure in heaven. St. Augustine talks about prayer and fasting and almsgiving as, as weapons to de defend against the devil, to defend against temptation. Thank you, Alex. The God doesn't, fasting is not a thing that God needs from us. God has offered us free gifts. It is a tool that we can take up if we are ready for it. If we are not ready for it, maybe that's, that shouldn't be it. I have a teacher who has written this powerful piece that maybe for some people, they're so concerned about many things that for Lent, they should eat chocolate. Have a time of not feeling guilty 
of taking the discipline of not feeling guilty about the things that they eat or the things that they do and giving themselves that freedom and forgiveness. Offering that discipline as a tool to protect ourselves in this scary and broken world. And so I encourage you, this day and as we go, as we go forth over these next 40 days, to use them. That is a gift sitting in front of you that you, you don't need to buy. You don't need to find a deal online to be able to fast or to be able to pray. It is offered freely to you. Wherever you are in life, wherever you are in faith, it is offered freely to you. And you can begin right now. It is not, fasting is not a tool of, of burden or constraint, but of freedom. Of freedom that I don't have to be the person controlled by these things. But instead, I can freely offer myself to God and in that offer myself to others. Take these tools Examine yourself. Repent into the freedom God offers. Remember that you are dust. And in that, that you are free. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.